You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Director Krennic. Lord Vader. You seem unsettled. No, just pressed for time. There's a great many things to attend to. My apologies. You do have a great many things to explain. I delivered the weapon the Emperor requested. I deserve an audience to make certain that he understands its remarkable potential. Its power to create problems has certainly been confirmed. A city destroyed. An Imperial facility openly attacked? Was Governor Tarkin that suggested the test? You were not summoned here to grovel, Director Krennic. No, it's... There is no Death Star. The Senate has been informed that Jeddah was destroyed in a mining disaster. Yes, my lord. I expect you not to rest until you can assure the Emperor that Galen Erso has not compromised this weapon in any way. So I'm still in command? You'll speak to the Emperor about that. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director. <laughs> Welcome to My Star Wars Life, a look at news, reviews, and other happenings from a galaxy far, far away. Here are your hosts, Scotty and JD. Welcome to My Star Wars Life, Episode 9. I'm your host, your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by a special guest host. Kevin Laporte of Inverse Press. What's up, Kevin? Not much, Scotty. How's it going? You know, it's going really, really good. JD's on his way, so he, uh, we're going to start with that, and JD will be here. Our, our, our resident Jedi Master will be here. He's uh, teaching Padawans or something. I don't know. Whatever they do. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff going on in Star Wars right now. Uh, I want to save some of it, part of it, because you know, E3 was going on this, this past weekend, and um, EA launched the trailer for Battlefront 2, which has which, unlike any other video game, is now canon. And so there's a canon story, and I want to talk about that later. But we're going to talk about a bunch of non-canon stuff today. So, okay. So uh, legends, as you will. And so um, <laughs> Kevin, if you're not familiar with Inverse Press, Inverse Press does, um, they, they make comics. They make really, really cool comics. And so I thought it would be a cool idea for us to talk about just our favorite stories in the Legends universe, so stuff from comics or novels we read and, or short stories or whatever. So, Okay. I thought it would be fun, so that's what we're going to do. 
That sounds fun. It's a, a trip down memory lane. Yeah, right. Uh, I haven't done much novel reading in several years. Well, see, I, you know, personally for me, I, I, there most of the novels I just didn't care for. A lot of them were dry. Yeah, the Kevin J. Anderson novels, pretty flimsy. Um, <laughs> good ideas, but I don't even. I can't even point out why I didn't enjoy them. Right. Honestly, I mean, the Jedi Academy stuff. Right, you know? right, right. Um, it just did not catch me, and I know a lot of people love the. The solo twins and all that stuff. Right. Never. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And, and then that dude Salvatore killed Chewbacca, and I'm like, I'll, with a moon. I will never read your fucking books again. <laughs> it's it's like that whole not even just the Chewbacca stuff, the weird Yuzong Vaughn stuff. Yeah. You know, we were part alien board things, and we the force doesn't work. None of it made sense, and then we're talking about a. Fast, uh, fantastical universe with a, you know, a green muppet, and, right. and I'm still and even it was hard for me to swallow and accept. So, wasn't a fan. <laughs> no, but uh, there's certainly the some that I was a fan. Of. So, what were some of your favorite? We'll start with you. What was your well stuff uh, on your list? Um, I read a lot in the '90s. Oh yeah. Um, so Timothy Zahn, who uh, you know, I think a lot of people give credit, including me give credit for preserving Star Wars when Lucas tried to let it dry rot into nothingness between 84 and 99. Uh, the the Thrawn trilogy, of course, just genius level uh, Star Wars writing and preserved the characters and their personalities and, you know, added things like Thrawn. Right. Uh, Captain Paleon, the uh, uh, George Sabauth, the insane Jedi clone master, um, just all kinds of things like that. I always wanted to know how to pronounce Luke. Luke. It, look, and if you don't <laughs> That's know, how it was in my head. You know, like, like, so it, in uh, everything, it was, I guess it was an error was the last command they reveal. I can't remember. One of them they reveal that the Empire had gotten a hold of Luke's severed hand from right. and uh, cloned him and also named him Luke, but it was it's to use... <laughs> Which I'm like, you couldn't call him Steve. <laughs> Luke have a middle name. He could have been Bo. Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke. <laughs> the you Skywalker boys. boys. <laughs> Those Skywalker boys are sure in trouble. <laughs> Roscoe P. Fett chasing them through the. <laughs> Boss could be the dog. <laughs> Boss Cog. Boss Cog. <laughs> Genius. Genius. I would. I would watch this. I would. I really would. Leia Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then lazy. Not lazy Dukes. Daisy Dukes. <laughs> I, need, I need an Uncle Jesse. I guess Obi-Wan. That's <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan. Han could be Cooter. <laughs> Welcome to the Dukes of Hazard podcast. I, I, I can't believe I'm remembering all this stuff. I watched it as a kid. I don't remember. I know when Tom Wopat and... Not Tom Wilbatter. John Schneider. John Schneider, thank you. Left, there was, they had two other cousins show up. For about three weeks, and then they paid them to come back. It was so bad. It's like, <laughs> you thought the Dukes of Hazzard was bad the first go? Try these guys. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, see, I, knew, I, I knew they had left, and I knew there was two other cousins. Because Bo and Luke <laughs> are cousins, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> I don't know. Should be brothers, but. No, they're cousins. Cousins, so there's. None of them had any parents, though. They just had Uncle Jesse, who was the parent of none of them. <laughs> but surprising how many Star Wars analogs there are with 
Dukes of Hazard carriage. We did that effortless. <laughs> right. And you're right. Cooter is Han Solo. Yeah, Cooter is Han Solo. <laughs> they just need to. We've got to find Chewbacca, and then we are all right. I, I, I would. I would watch that. I really. <laughs> Dukes <of> Tatooine. <laughs> um, going back to the topic. Uh, so, you know, I, I I'm with you. I I credit Timothy Zahn and and basically creating or stabilizing the expanded universe. Absolutely. Uh, it was I mean, a dead time. Uh, there weren't many Star Wars novels. The ones that were, were amateurish, um, not devoted to carrying forward the main characters. No, they were just, I mean, they were just, um, you know, pulp novels. Yeah. I mean, um, there was a Han Solo trilogy, which is fun, but it's still it not. It was a lot of fun. I like the right. Lando, the Lando ones were, were fun too, but but they're in that era that they were meant to be, yeah. you paid a quarter for this thing, you read yeah. it on the bus. Or, yeah, you know. they wrote it in like a day and a half <laughs> right. on Nodos. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other one that I really enjoyed back then was called The Truce of Bakura by Kathy Tears, mm-hmm. T-Y-E-R-S. And, uh, man, I love that book. To I this re- day, I remember such detail about that book. I, I, I read it, but I, re- you know, that was what, 96 or 97, yeah. something around that. And so what, it's, it's right after Endor, right? Yes, it's like, it's right it's like it's the next, the next big thing after Endor. It's right, like, like Endor happens, and we win. It's like, wait, we got to do this other thing yeah, here. They go into this planet Bakura. The rebels are to stop an imperial bombardment, but it's actually this alien race called the Cyruk that are the uh, enemy, and it's of course it's a rebel empire team up story. But there's so much more to it, and the Cyruk are such interesting villains. They're like lizards that can exercise some level of mind control and. Um, but just a fascinating story, and, and again, it comes down to nailing the characters in Star Wars. If you can get Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, and that crew right, and throw Lando in there at the right moment, mm-hmm. you're going to have a hell of a book. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Zahn has Lando uh, mining solar wind or something with this giant shielded ship that keeps it from melting his outfit <laughs> and uh it's totally lando just some outlandish plot that he's getting rich off of that nobody else could get rich off of. oh yeah and he's just like oh yeah so they did the similar in rebels when they brought lando into rebels and when you meet him he's doing this it's it's a whole outlandish plot for him he's and it's with this inflatable pig <laughs> so it's a they call it a puffer pig and it's what it does it's it it, it can sniff out minerals or whatever so it's like a truffle but it's for for i don't know star wars it makes sense there but and on lothal the 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 empire the empire is already mining and so they can't you know you can't be like an independent miner so he has a sneak can't sneak like real scanning equipment so he tries to sneak this pig in and it's funny but when you realize it's like oh yeah that's a total lando thing lando would totally do mm-hmm. this and so um i'm thinking of the stuff i liked um i i liked well, the first one I remember reading, and I had to have been eight or nine years old, was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. Which I guess was originally supposed to be the direct sequel to Star Wars, because they didn't know they were going to... You know, Lucas always said, that I've got nine movies, but, you know, he's Lucas, and, you know, Star Wars nearly killed him. That's yeah. why he didn't do Empire or um, Jedi, I mean, he produced and wrote right. cover, but he didn't do much of that. He just mainly he's like a producer. Thank God. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, thank you, Irving Kirshner. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic film, and um, but originally, and and then you know Harrison Ford even back then didn't know he was going to want to do uh, another sequel because you know it's not like today where you're like, all right, we this movie may may do some money, so we're going to lock you in for three movies. 
Yeah, or nine in the case of Marvel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they didn't do do that back then. And so, you know, the so the different thing that happened in Splinters of Mind Night, it's a story of Luke and Leia going on this planet doing this mission and they run into Darth Vader and there's a romance scene between <laughs> Leia and Luke yeah. and Leia. <laughs> so much of the story hadn't been developed yet. Right. And just... So you go back and read it's a little awkward. <laughs> It depends on if you like Game of Thrones or not. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just kind of part of the yeah, story. Yeah, it's part of what you do. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Luke is, if I can, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long, but it's like, so Luke gets beaten down, Leia picks up the lightsaber, and she chops right. off Vader's arm. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it too, but again, it's been so long. Right. I, and I'll be honest with you, until you mentioned it just now, I forgot it existed. <laughs> but it, But it was... I you know you know I remember at eight reading it and just being so excited because you know it was like Star Wars it had the mm-hmm. same kind of beats and the characters were were right for what we knew right I mean even I knew that you know looking this was after Jedi but I'm like I can still buy the fact that they don't because they don't know yet so that's okay I am from the south and <laughs> so um and then Dark Horse made it as a comic. Yeah. And so, and that brought that all back, and, and then it was even more awkward afterward. <laughs> well, when, when Dark Horse, I mean, Zahn definitely gets the lion's share of credit for keeping it alive, but when Dark Horse did Dark Empire, um, just as legit, honestly, just uh, such a great story, such beautiful art, and then they did a sequel, Dark Empire 2, and uh, both of those were, were so solid. And it ends funny, though. Emperor, Empire's end, so which is not... You know, the great thing about Dark Empire, both of them, there were six issues thought yeah. out. And Empire's End was kind of like two issues and like, yeah. oh, let's, it's, it's an epilogue, but not really an epilogue. And it's, it really should have been fleshed out a little bit more. Um, I'm with you. I think uh, Dark Empire is probably my favorite legend story, period. Yeah. Um, is that where Slave 2 makes its appearance? Slave 2 makes its appearance there. <laughs> um, you know, and... Cam Kennedy on our baby, just classic, <laughs> classic stuff. And it's just amazing in the story, you know. And it and it, it grips you. The Dave Dorman's covers, especially on yes. those, are just. I mean, first, you know, a you're gonna read because it's Star Wars, but b you see this this awesome cover of just like you know, Luke in his Jedi outfit, and, right. and it's just so yeah. iconic. And then you start reading it, and it's you know, Lando and Wedge have crashed a Star Destroyer on Coruscant, That's who's right. having a civil war with Luke, and Luke's out there just doing what he does. And then there's an AT-AT, and he just Brings it down with the force, stuff we would love to see in movies right. happen. I mean, he ref- you know, it shoots at him. He blocks the blast with mm-hmm. his lightsaber, and then just summons the force. Size doesn't matter. Crashes an ATAT. Yes. Oh, it's moment after moment, honestly, in those series, and uh, beautifully illustrated. Um, and it, a lot of the comics don't capture me very well. Some of the more recent ones that Marvel have done have been really good. Yeah. The Lando series was brilliant. Right, um, and, and the the Vader series is maybe the best Star Wars series of all time. And, and we we can definitely talk about. It. I have, um, I have just recently finished the Vader series, so it's fresh in my brain. Um, I had read the first, I don't know, four or five issues by issue, and then you know, it's especially here, it's getting harder to buy single issue comics anywhere because you know, comic short shops don't stay open as long <laughs> as anymore. we know. As, and. Um, and yes, you can order online, but after a while, I tend to forget. Yep. And I don't read enough to justify like a subscription. But I don't have like, all right, there's 15 titles I need to have. They're, those days are gone for me. And so, on a whim, or I just caught the email, or, or someone on Twitter says, I can't remember how I found out, but 
Amazon had a bunch of Marvel stuff on sale on Kindle. So I picked up the you know, Darth Vader 1 through 4 trades for like $10 altogether. And then just sat there and read, just, just ate it up. I think uh, Dr. Aphra is the most interesting Star Wars character created in the last five years or so. I mean, just amazing. Well, her whole little entourage. Um, triple Zero, the uh, evil R2 unit. BT-1. BT-1. And then uh, Black Kersantan. You're right. The evil Wookiee. Right. <laughs> Bounty Hunter. So, you know, you know it's, an easy, it's an easy thing to do. And it's, it's so easy to screw up, too. Because, you know, from a writer's perspective, you're like, oh, this is easy. We can have an evil Chewbacca and an evil 3PO and an e- evil R2-D2 to hang out with Darth Vader. And we'll make Indiana Jones a girl. And, yeah. and, and, and so it's... But it's so much more than that. That's right. And written so amazingly. I mean, Triple Zero is a... You know, a, a assassin. Well, he's a, he's a torture droid. Yep. He's this high... He, High classified um, AI system that was hidden away before the Clone Wars, right? <laughs> and they happen to put into a protocol. Tra- <laughs> yeah, I think um, if C three PO was the Marquis de Sade, oh yeah, but with Star Wars age technology at his disposal to use for torture implementation, <laughs> and just pleasant, <laughs> and which is creepy, sarcastic oh, yeah. as hell. Oh, it, the oh. best one liners. I mean, this side of Han Solo, honestly, it's right? Just such gorgeous one-liners for Triple Zero, um, and and then of course you got BT One, who you know, you know the he um, Triple Zero translates for, and it's 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 all the stuff you know R two is trying to say, but they're really letting him say it. That's right. And so it's it's like uh, R two unfeathered. It's great. I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah, and, and riffing on that Star Wars trope of. Uh, interpreting for a character that you the watcher cannot understand like Chewbacca like R2 and there's so much humor in all of that right and uh, Kieran Gillen that writes uh, Dr. Aphra in the Vader series totally knows what he's doing with uh, BT-1 and Triple Zero and the same type of thing just uh, not knowing what they're about to say and then it's interpreted in a way that's just hilarious every time and sadistic in the case of these characters and it's fitting for uh you know, uh, you know the the villain book, I guess. Yeah. Which is funny because I mean Vader's book is 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 a lot about him, but then there's there's whole arcs that's just these side characters, and it's in ways as interesting or sometimes more interesting than um, what Vader's got going on. Well, it's a uh, almost a twelve labors of Hercules type of story oh, with yeah. Vader. He's got to do these incredible tasks. And he has nobody to trust, and he is the hero. It's it's well done that way. And he's still evil as hell, and but he can take down whole armies. But it's just it's well, how you want to see Vader unleashed, and it's done in such a cool way. Well, basically, I mean, it, we say this a lot on this podcast because because Star Wars has has ruined us. But it's from a certain point of view. You know, we are we're fed Star Wars from well in, in a classic sense from the perspective of the rebellion. So the you know, Empire does this and this and this and this is evil. While in Darth Vader, that stuff is kind of justified. You still can root, yeah, and it's easy to root. I mean, because I mean, the Emperor has has been is basically trying to replace Vader because it's his greatest accomplishment, his greatest failure, all at one time. Well, Gillen does a great job of putting him in a sympathetic position, right? 
you know, uh, and you take this mass murderer <laughs> and make you cheer for him. That's that's pretty impressive. And, and so, yeah, if you've not read it, it's a solid, solid book. I have not. F- I'm I'm two issues in on Screaming Citadel. Have you, are you? I haven't started it yet. It's good. I was really impressed with the first two issues I read. So, Screaming Citadel one. I think the the next ones because they don't do. It's all through all the books now. It's, right. it's not like Scream Central one through six. So it's a crossover. That's it, and so yeah. I mean, like, well, they did the same thing with Vader down, which was amazing. Yeah. You know, you, you know have have Vader behind the lines. Yeah, uh, just gorgeous storytelling. My favorite line in that is, you know, you know, they tell him to put his weapons down. It's all I do is all see his, you know, see his fear in dead men, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he he's great with Vader's voice. I you know, and I like how. I mean, not just in the comics, but even in like in Rebels, we're getting Vader how we always wanted Vader. Because in in the films, you're limited by technology and David Prowse, who who was brilliant as as Vader's body, but you couldn't do all the intricate combat stuff because of the the you know, the armor and stuff. You know, there's yeah. a guy wearing that. And, and today you could do that, right? Well, we've seen it. We see it. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue yeah, One. You right. see, you know. The greatest scene Vader's ever done is just go and slaughter people. I mean, yeah. And if the one of the anthology stories uh, movies isn't just about Vader, they're seriously missing their own point. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see that because <laughs> uh, we've never really got. I mean, we you know, in a way, you could say that the 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 films are 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 about Vader, but it's about Vader's rise and fall. Yeah. We never see Vader as just the the, the killing machine. And people want to see that. Oh yeah, clearly. Oh. I mean, we get what thirteen seconds or something, and everybody goes nuts for a year. Right. And, and you know, if we had a whole movie of Vader, and you can take what Gillen did and apply it, you know, it, it would blow would, away all the other Star Wars. I movies. would love to see Afra and Triple Zero <laughs> on the screen. Um, and, you know, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how it translates into live action because, you know. You know, comic artists, uh, comic readers are forgiving in a, in a way, but do you think you think general audiences would go and, and have that? You know, we can root for this bad guy if they're doing such terrible things. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting point. Um, well, again, I think you. Have I mean, to we would it, watch it, but yeah, I think you have to make it an epic poem, like um, like what Gillen did. So he's not just out killing people; he's on this quest, right, to root out the people that are trying to undermine him. And in the process, if he kills, you know, about 10,000 rebels, eh. <laughs> they shouldn't be rebellion. They had stupid-looking uniforms anyway, you know. <laughs> well, it reminds me of the Death, Death Squad troopers or, <laughs> yeah. you know, half-helmets. Who thought that was a great idea? Uh, they just look like a German industrial band in circa 1985. <laughs> Sprockets. Sprockets. <laughs> 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 Have you seen my monkey? <laughs> <laughs> touch it, touch my monkey. Um, another, so uh, I, I bring this up, and I think I think this kind of fits our subject too. Um, so you and I met about twenty years ago. Yep. We met because of um, the Decipher Star Wars CCG. Yes. Which I will contend also did a very good job of expanding the universe. There's no question. I it mean, revitalized the, a lot of the fan base. Not even that, but like you know. They had such a, you know just such access to archives. I mean, you know, they had raw film. They, were, they named most of the. They aliens. named. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. named, uh, you know, a good, you know, you know, you know uh, 
Ponda yeah. Bob, Bob Dr. Baby. Just you know, right, you know, so you know, it was Walrus Man at Kenner, suddenly yeah. it's you know, has a name and a backstory. Yeah. And while the backstory was, you know, you know, three lines in your really tiny little card, it meant something. I mean that you know, Jabba's Palace alone is it's pretty much all the aliens are trying to kill Jabba, and they turn that into a, a collection of short stories. It gave meaning to everybody. That's right. Yeah, and uh, every series that they released, there were characters like that that previously had no names, no backstory, and they're giving these guys to you, you know, full almost not fully fleshed out, but they felt very fleshed out. Boshek. 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 Yeah. Boshek. You know, I would assume it was Tatooine's name. resident Elvis impersonator. Right, Elvis impersonator, and um, it, it's fun. Uh, there was an article uh, well, six months ago that they went looking for Boshek, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he had passed away. But you know, he never knew about this resurgence of Star Wars. I mean, wow. how he, you know, yeah, because you know now all these guys are are, are touring. You can, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we're doing a convention. Um, you're, you'll be there, but in Mississippi. But Masamitas is going to be there, and, wow. and so he and uh, Clive Revel, who who was the voice of the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. We have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. Yes, my master. He could destroy us. He's just a boy. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. The Force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. Before they redubbed it, he's going to be there, and then uh, Mark Dobbs, who did um, uh, Salacious Crumb. And Jeremy Bullock, who was a Boba Fett. Who's a Boba Fett? Not the Boba Fett. Yeah. Not even the Boba Fett in the original movies, but, you know. Well, oh, he's, in, he's, in, he's in Empire. Yeah, but there's somebody else in the suit at one point. No, 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 there, there, there's, there's at least four. Yeah. And, I, and two of them I know is, one of them is Jeremy Bullock. And the other is the guy who played Dash, not Dash, uh, Dak. So the you know the ha- right. the hapless gunner that yeah. Luke has. So in that iconic scene in uh, What If He Doesn't Survive, He's Worth a Lot to Me. No wait, no, not that one. It's the it's when they're torturing Han. So yeah. The, so you see Fett and Lando. You know this this deal's right. getting worse all the time. That scene. And that's uh, that's Dak in the suit. So basically, whoever wasn't at the uh, snag table. Right. Who could fit, and who could fit the suit? That's right. And so, but you gotta give credit to Jerry Bullock who saw this early on and that this could be a thing. And he's he cashed in, baby. He cashed in, and so, you know, and and I'm not saying Jerry Bullock didn't didn't. I'm not trying to say he, he was never Boba Fett. He's just there's a lot of Boba Fett's out there. There's a lot of Boba Fett's. And now we've got two Chewbaccas, and we're getting where there's at least three Vaders now because there was two in Rogue One. Yeah. And so. <laughs> So and, the, and, since, and, and, and if you just, start counting digital characters, you've got two Tarkins, two Leys. I mean, <laughs> go fish. <laughs> so, back to the cipher, because uh, I think it's interesting. We haven't really, you know, you know, JD played a little bit, but he didn't play like you and I did. You and I played a lot and do yeah. tons of decks and stuff. So, let's talk about that for a little bit. Do you have 
favorite non main character aliens so any, or any, anybody's story that popped up that you thought was interesting uh, Bane Malar was, <sighs> was a lot of fun Bane Malar the spacesuit guy um, who was the guy with the big blue head and the pointy ears that was a four ability you know from the first set he was the four ability alien he was a bounty hunter but he just a there's barely a glimpse of him as the camera pans across See, the canteen. Darkseid? Yes. So I remember, I'm trying to remember for four ability Darkseid character, I remember there was a prophetess. She was 1-4. Yeah, but she was way deep into the production. Yeah. This was in the first Oh, no, she's in Premiere. Oh, you're right. Yeah, prophetess is in Premiere. Um, man, I never played this stuff, but people love towels because of the high forfeit value. Right. Um... Uh, of course, Evasion was the most popular <laughs> because he just take characters off the board. You pair him with Tarkin and Vader and just destroy entire planets. Um, but I mean, there are so many, oh, so many different things you could do. I liked, I liked, I like the versatility about the Star Wars card game, and it's you know, you know, I will, I will make give credit credit due to to Magic the card game for being the, the grandfather of all of this. And I understand without, you know, certain things you wouldn't have certain things. But for me, the storytelling ability in the Star Wars card game was amazing. You could almost do whatever you wanted to make it to make it make sense. Yeah, and I think that was one of the, the great things about it. Every, the, the Decipher games in particular, every game was a, a little movie. Right. The way that they constructed it. It was that way with the Star Trek games. It was that way with the Star Wars games. And... The, you know, not to get all nerdy. Hold but on one second. Well, pause real quick. joined us. Hey, hey sorry. No, I'm sorry. Late. No, man, got to make a living. <laughs> I understand. So, uh, Kevin and I were, were we were talking about. We've been kind of uh, sticking with uh, the Legends universe. So we talked about um, some books we enjoyed, and we talked about some of the comics. And then we kind of, because of Kevin and I's background, we we've been talking about our favorite stuff out of the the Cipher card game. Because you know the, as we pointed out earlier. The Decipher card game expanded the universe so much. It named mostly everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, from these archives. So. They still use those names, so does that mean the, the Decipher game is still canon? Uh, I, I think the names are canon when they're when they're when they are canon. So like if, if someone from that if someone deciphered name is then canon it would be canon. But. So when I'd land Boba Fett, enslave one on Dagobah, murder Yoda, <laughs> and capture Luke. That's not canon anymore. No, it's not canon no, anymore. But it. it's a good legend. It was so awesome. <laughs> but the Tanika sisters have a name. Right. But, yeah, the Tanika yes. sisters have a name, yeah. Two undercovers or I will kill you. <laughs> it happened. I made a guy cry. It happened. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I liked... I liked... And I did some silly stuff in the game because, I mean... That's how I play, and you played with me for years. We, you know, I always, for me to, to play any card game, it's got to be something in my brain I can justify for me. It's fun. And so I did silly stuff. I 
train re-kicked the neck here of the Dune Sea, which was a Jawa. I had trained him on Dagobah, made him a Jedi. <laughs> and, and, you know, because you could. <laughs> and um, my favorite deck of all time, though, was um, there was a point in the game where they in, in, introduced these uh, objectives. And so they gave you, you know, goals to, to accomplish, and once you accomplish them, you, your deck becomes stronger, and you can do a lot more damage. And one of the decks was from Jester 2, the last set. Well, the, yeah, I know there's some there's a prequel set, but I didn't get much of that. And <laughs> I saw pod racing and was like, I think I'm done with this game. <laughs> this isn't wizard. And <laughs> and uh, but um, there's a deck called Bringing Before Me, and basically what it allowed Imperial characters to do was to capture Luke to bring him to the Emperor. And I just made a detour to Cloud City and carbon froze him. And then thawed him out and then marched him back and carbon froze him again. You know, just chuck on the outside you in the middle. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you played a little bit in back in the day. I, I did, and nothing I did ever worked. Never. <laughs> I, 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 as we've discussed before, I kept trying to make X-Wings happen. and Or like, because you know, my fan, fascination with the, the Starship battles... And I kept trying to just make just Rogue Squadron decks or Red Squadron decks. And people were like, okay, well, I'm going to go over here <laughs> and do this stuff and you lose. But, but I got Red Leader in Red 1 finally. <laughs> I don't care. I win. Yeah, I mean, that's really right. how it worked. Well, I, th- I think toward Special Edition, though, the, 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 you, know, you could you could do some really good, good stuff. Because of the objectives. The objectives. But I never, right. like, I had gotten away from the game at that point. Right. Because I was tired of getting my butt handed to me oh, every time I, I played Kevin, what are some of your favorites? As far as uh, decks, decks um, the Hoth decks with the shields for the light side where the uh, Imperials could only land at the uh, outer markers to come in. And so you could just sit there and build up and force chain, and then when they got in there, you just murdered them. <laughs> yeah, just put Lo- Obi-Wan out and his old ass out of the... Uh, <laughs> Get on the cold, old man! Fifth marker or whatever it was, and when the Adas came in, he had to take them out. But he could take them out. <laughs> and that's why I like this game because it's like Star Wars way it should have been, you know. And I never did training because it just was boring to me. But I did love to drop a bounty hunter down and kill Yoda. That was always fun. Yeah. <laughs> a little sniper action. Yeah. <laughs> a six and a three. That'll get past that ability. Die, you little green. <laughs> uh, a lot of Yoda hate. A lot of Yoda yeah, hate. Since I said something. Disturbance. <laughs> oh, it was such a good. It was such a fun game, though. Um, I'm trying to think of some other characters because I mean, Bane Malari we, we we mentioned, but Bane actually has become one of my favorite aliens in Star Wars because of the. He was a, a great card, yep. especially in Seal Deck. Jabba's Palace Seal Deck getting Bane Malari, and you know, like I'm gonna win this. Because <laughs> remember the Palace Guards was like. They got this is my favorite thing. So you played a palace guard for the light side, and they would get like their power plus three or four at a job of palace site. And so you'd have main Bainmalar come in and mind scan them, who got their power and then their ability. So they were like, all right, they're power four, so I add that to my four, and then I'm also another power four because I get your ability. So I'm like, I'm eleven. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Won so many games that way. For the record, four, four, and four is twelve. I don't do math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win them as quickly as he thought. <laughs> I don't math. We've learned this. <laughs> Your opponent's like, man, I should have been dead four turns ago. This is great. <laughs> I mean, 
think Jar Jar useful though. Jar Jar was u- useful in that game. Never thought I'd hear those words. I out mean, of no, right? Mouth ever. So you did play some of the previous. Yeah, games. I forgot. I, I forgot. I had some. 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 Uh, I forgot because Jar Jar in the the Tatooine set, I guess he he could deploy anywhere for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so because he was a Sith. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't care what you say, he wasn't a Sith. <laughs> you heard what happened to him right in canon, right? Um, uh, yeah, I did, but I don't remember. We, we mentioned this a few earlier early on in the, in, the, in the run of the show. but So in the last Aftermath com, uh, book novel, um, there's a, a, a portion where they go to Naboo, and he's like this sad clown guy <laughs> who, who cheers up refugee children. <laughs> And everyone hates him because they know what he did. Because <laughs> he's the one who's like, I can right. give him, you know, Palpatine powers. Yeah, I, I believe in because because you know, uh, Amidala was off doing other things. So yeah, so obviously you put Jar Jar. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this was your plan. Thank him you, George in Lucas. <laughs> I gotta hand it to the emperor. He's like, watch this. Watch. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. Hey, uh, Senator from Nubu's is gonna need to go do this. You're gonna need to name your replacement. Oh, who's most qualified? Your second? Yeah. It's clear. He's a separatist made a pact. He said he's a federation to trade. Senator. Dello Belligan. In response to this direct threat to the Republic, Misa proposed that the Senate give immediately emergency powers to the Supreme Chancellor. (laughs) While you're gone, (laughs) ultimate power. (laughs) Or in your plan, I guess they planned it together because he's a Sith. They did. (laughs) They did. They absolutely did. It was all Jar Jar's idea. I won't buy it. That's fine. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah, Jar would would deploy anywhere, so I could, you know throw him on the Death Star to go after because Death Star decks were, were come, coming back toward the end of it and so or you know, the Emperor Death Star two, you had the throne where you just show up with a bunch of people. Yep. Yeah, Misa over here. And it's like <laughs> here comes Jedi Luke in there. Misa, find you. Yep, that's when the game jumped the shark. <laughs> right around there. I think pod racing for me was pretty much the end of it because I couldn't figure it out. It made no, it like <laughs> like logical sense. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm the guy who played the Sabak deck, and, the, <laughs> and and I made that work. I, I I won a game by more than sixty cards once because of the Sabak deck. <laughs> I was proud of that. Oh. Well, since we got you here, and we both, we, this is something to be fun to talk about. So, to getting our gaming theming it, theme and Le- and the Legends universe, um, you have ran some amazing yeah. Star Wars RPG games for us. It's been a long time now. Oh yeah, but it's yeah, it's been about you know twelve years. Twelve years. <laughs> mm. But you ran. God, has it really? Yeah, been twelve yeah. years. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, Ground Zero has been closed ten years this year. <laughs> the shop where we used to play, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly still expect at any given point somebody to yell Carrick and we have to come <laughs> save somebody's butt. That's 
Kurt. <laughs> we had a we had a great group and that Kevin runs for and it kept growing. Yes. I think we had like twenty people, people at one yeah. time. And you managed it. I don't know how you did that. You managed it with uh, but um we played the um uh games not game um West End? No, no, it wasn't West End. It was the first D twenty. Yeah, it was D twenty, so it was by Wizards. Yeah. Yeah, so we did great the, system. Yeah, D twenty system. Love that system. And um it just we, and for, for a couple of years, it was our Thanksgiving tra- tradition. We did. We did. I think uh, we would do three the, years. I think on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we would do a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. thing. So we'd all pitch in and bring something from you know Thanksgiving. Play until five in the morning. Five in the morning. All right. <laughs> it was great turkey. Because I had to work. You know, I, I was working at Ground Zero at the time, and so I, you know, I had to open up early for Black Friday anyway. <laughs> so it was like, I'm just gonna be here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember. We have, a, we have a mutual f- friend we lovingly call Bubba, and <laughs> he played. Uh, hey, Bubba. So, and uh, mainly, mainly is, is just trying to jog our old memories. But so I remember the first adventure. We were uh, scavengers to go to Naboo to start to help with security and cleanup of the. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it was right after episode one, so you know the, the, all the droid stuff, and so right. we we had to get up, and then the Gungans went crazy, and so the Queen was trying to figure out why the Gungans were going crazy, and so they sent our little group to go investigate. And it was because of this spear. Yes. Look at me remembering stuff. I think that was before I joined the party. That was. So. That was when we were still at six people. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Before before that game got way probably. For so you, I out had of, out of hand. I had uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun game. So I had a I had a a gambler, uh, Drix Khan, and who's spoken a terrible British accent. Shaka, yeah, I'm not And um, he was in love. I I tried to be, or have him be Queen Amidala's first before Anakin. Like that's was like <laughs> my goal. I was like, it's on the list. It never happened. Because <laughs> it's role playing, you can do whatever you want to, right? <laughs> St- yeah, but wait, when? I just, she wasn't still twelve, was she? No. Okay. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> now we're. Just, I don't want to talk like, about this anymore. <laughs> we are in the south. <laughs> no, that wasn't Abu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! If they like their queens at twelve years old. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> but what I remember most about the game, though, is how it, how it ended. So I, I can't remember the big bad guy at the end. But he's got this spear and he's doing all kinds of crazy dark force stuff, and and Bubba's playing this Duros, and he walks in and just <laughs> says, "Suck my balls!" and crits him, <laughs> shoots him with a blazer, rolls a crit, and like no one expected that. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> like you could have read it that way. <laughs> That's what makes Star Wars fun. So the first time, first time I ever ran a game was old West End games. Mm-hmm. And it was a four-part module that I'd gotten and this was, I was in college, so it was the even D10 longer. System, than, right? Yeah. yeah. No, sixes. D- D6s. Yeah, all sixes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh back then they had the force die. I don't know. So for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, one of your D6s was your designated force die, and if it rolled a one, something bad happened. If it rolled a six, you got to keep rolling it until it didn't roll a six. So you could Set your difficulty. All right, your difficulty is 18. Let's say you have 4d6 plus 2. You roll the 46, you add 2. If you made it 18 or better, you succeeded in the task. So I've got 
four friends, we one weekend we just sat down and I'm running this West End Games module where it's it's a very Star Warsy theme. You're on a planet, you go get a Y wing that you find in the jungle, and then blah blah blah. You have to go take this base, and then you have to get away. And part of you has to go to the Star Destroyer so you can disable the weapons so the other half can pick you up. I mean, it was it was very Star Wars themed. Right, right. And uh, so it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, everybody's been doing okay. Um, they have the Y-Wing. They're ready to get on the shuttle to, to get on the Star Destroyer. They couldn't just leave because around the planet were, were missile pod minefields. So, like, you know, the, the, the plot device to say, no, you can't just leave. You can't leave. So, uh, so my tech guy was like, well, can I hack into the satellites and have them shoot the Star Destroyer? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm going to make this ridiculous, super heroic difficulty. You need a 70. <laughs> you can't see my face, but it is not happy. <laughs> I have never seen a string of sixes rolled. <laughs> like that hey, man rolled. And he's like, all right, so I turn the half of the hemisphere's satellites, shoot the Star Destroyer. And I'm looking at the damage that one of these missiles do, and I'm like, uh, I guess it's dead and we're done? Because now there's no fourth part? Yay! Yay! And, and ever since then, whenever I run a game, it's very open world. Do what you want. I don't even care. I'll, I'll improv. I'll roll with it. But So I ended up having Vader show up in his TIE Advance to try to chase him, and he killed one guy, and I'm happy. I was happy then. Um... So in Rebels, they do an episode where they introduce the B-wing, and but they got it from um, a lot of it came from the old West End Games module. They brought that into canon, and so I found the module. I still want to run it. I'd love to do it as a podcast. Just run that module one day, but uh, it's, it's it's so fun. That game was great. The the, the great thing about the West End Games one because it introduced the idea of dark side points. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, the trilogy source book, mm-hmm. which had, it was just basically everybody in the trilogy, it was like backstory and how, like, you know, and how their stats work. Well, there's a section in it about how, why Luke Skywalker, ha- ha- how he got, gets his dark side points. And I was like, I never thought he had dark side. I mean, it was, yeah. as a kid, I'm just obsessed with like, yeah. So but like, now you look at it, back, go back and look at it, it's right. obvious. Oh, yeah. So, so, Force choke. Well, yeah, so, so he gets one. <laughs> He gets one in the cave. That's how he gets his first ones in mm-hmm. the cave because he chops his own head off. And then he gets a second one on uh, Tatooine when he ch- force chokes the pig. And I, and, I, and I read that going, he doesn't force mm-hmm. choke a pig. And then I go back and watch Star Wars and I'm like, oh, he's force choking a pig. I never. <laughs> Two of them. Right. I didn't ever. I don't. I, you know, I, I don't. I, you know, as a kid, I, I watched him move his hand. I thought he was like, you yeah, know, mind no. or whatever. No, he's choking. That pig is grabbing his throat. And I'm like, Luke yeah, and, and it's so much easier than Vader. Right. I mean, he's just like, yeah, we'll get out of my way. And pet, dead pig, you know, you're having a, a Hawaiian luau. And, and yeah, that's... So, everybody's always like, oh, Luke is, Luke is the perfect Jedi. No, Obi-Wan was pretty much the perfect Jedi. Luke is a little bit of a badass. Right. Oh, you just, yeah. He's low-key badass. Right. He's just trying to develop stuff. So now my next question was, why didn't you just choke the hut? <laughs> That's a lot of choking. I don't know. <laughs> Leia managed to do it with a chain. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm sure she was using some force. I bet she was. Gig kitty? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh. I, I'm just, never mind. Uh, so anyway. So what other stuff do you remember? 
if anything, from that campaign, or just anything yeah. from RPG, you know, us playing or. Um, I remember um, our friend Wesley taking out uh, Jango Fett <laughs> on a crit, like shooting him right out of the damn sky with one shot. I remember that too. <laughs> and, and Wes is listening. He loves the podcast. Oh yeah, Wes, Wes, Wes does listen. No, he, he, uh, we ran into him at Free Comic Book Day two or three years ago, and uh, he had uh, his mom snuck away and asked uh, Amanda to draw the picture. Oh. Draw him a picture, and she said, what do you think he would like? And I said... A picture of Jango Fett shot falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's for you. Wes. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I, I remember a few things. Again, I wasn't in it as long as everybody else. I remember. I don't remember what planet we were on. I know we were in some kind of flatbed hover car. And who Skyler. was it? What was Skyler. was it? Skyler. Is that who I decided to coup de gras because they were being an idiot? That's like Skyler. everybody coup de gras Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do the. Oh, who was Skylar. the annoying Ewok? Somebody was playing an Ewok or a Jawa. What was his name? Uh, it wasn't Richard. It was. You're talking about Rick. He was playing some yes. little critter, and he was always annoying. Oh my god! I think I killed Rick, him. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> so my favorite Rick story uh, from from role playing with Rick. So remember, so Rick is playing a tree. <laughs> remember, he's, there was a tree in the yes. yeah, was, uh, like it was a sentient tree that was in the yes. Aliens Guide. Who was a Jedi, or he's force sensitive, mm-hmm. and so here we are. We're in an arena, and we've got—I can't remember the exact thing, but I—I I know I have to make a shot to kill somebody, or so we'd all. Li- so my guy was kind of really gray. He was very just you know, money, power, what we can get out of this. I, and I'm also working with Jedi's who are like, just look at the other way, guys. You don't have to. And so I'm ready to make this shot, and poor Rick comes in and goes, "Well, I can't let that happen." <laughs> so he does this Force Mojo stuff and ruins the whole. <laughs> just ruins it. Oh man. <sighs> I, I I remember getting a shot a lot after my name was called. I mean, like, because I was the typical "I'm there for me" smuggler, Carrick. Remember, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was just a good old smuggler with small heart of gold. Because he'd be running away, like, I remember we were in the bowels of an Imperial facility, and I'm off, I'm on, like, level four. Kirk, we need your help! Shit. <laughs> I went down, like, pulled him out, and then took, like, four crits or something. And then he was just like, alright, now you're carrying me out. I could have just left. Um, who was the, uh, didn't I have some sort of Twi'lek NPC that was, like, this total badass enforcer for the big guy? And he kept, uh, hurting the, um... The Wookiee, who was Richard. Richard, Richard, yeah. And um, then the, uh, uh, the Trandoshan, yeah. who was Travis. And when they finally killed him, they actually cannibalized him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought him, Travis. So, <laughs> Travis played a, uh, a, a Trandoshan named uh, Vibrax. And he used a Vibrax. <laughs> so, we... we uh, well, we're it's like playing a smuggler named Lasgun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we weren't the most original. <laughs> Not all of us were creative thinkers. Come on. <laughs> so, which is funny because he's a writer now. <laughs> anyway. So, we have to, I can't remember. It's like, it, it's been so long. Like, the major plot points, I don't remember, but just like our favorite scenes would you know pop up in my brain. So, I know we had to go to some satellite that was orbiting Naboo. And so, we... Our assault team is is, is you know, Richard um, Wookie and 
you know, our, our Trend Ocean, who's, who, you know, our heavies, right? And so the door opens, and it's Captain Panaka. <laughs> and Charles just straight up grits him and kills him. <laughs> so I know why Captain Panaka's not in episode two. <laughs> he got split in half and some sound like that may or may not exist in the booth. All, all I know is any subsequent uh, Star Wars campaign I've played in that had anybody that was in that campaign, for some reason, I, I don't know why... Ascension guns are not allowed, and I'm pretty sure it's your fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ascension guns. <laughs> For some reason, Ascension guns are just a no-no. Well, um, uh, I I was not what you would call a fighter. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I had a lot of dice and dodge, <laughs> um, and I got shot at a lot, but um, I had uh, John Pinto's character. He, he had a um, no green. No green. And a Nogri who was kind of, kind of saving me the whole time, <laughs> and so we were. Ch- it, it all started because we were chasing some other smuggler gambler guy, and he took a speeder and fled off. And I was like, "Well, I have a cinching gun," <laughs> and I shot it, crit, and got the hit. And so I'm flying off, and then you could just see John go. Crap. <laughs> so he has to go after me. He t- so we're Batman and Robin <laughs> across the galaxy. <laughs> That's why I love this game. I mean, the movies are great, and I love Star Wars Rebels, but to me, nothing is greater than what we, we the, the fun we had. I mean, it's yeah. our own stories. And, and I'm glad, love him or hate him, Lucas's universe is a wonderful sandbox to play in. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean, I ran a game where you ran, you played a... Whatever Plo Koon was. Yeah, whatever Plo Koon oh, is. God, I yeah. That. But yeah. he 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 wasn't Keldor. He, yeah. Keldor, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a force user, but he had like his he own hated force users. Right, but he had like his own religion. <laughs> it, was, it was based around projectile weapons instead right. of energy weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a, a gunslinger. And he would leave like his he would go from planet to planet and like leave his little Bible behind so other people would find it. <laughs> mm. This has been placed here by the, the Caldorians. <laughs> like a Mormon. <laughs> just he leave just, it there for... He's a Mormon with guns. <laughs> leave it in the hotel. Or somebody would read the Gideons. it. The Gideons. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the Gideons. Mm. Hey, I like guns and G's. <laughs> <laughs> we are now Alabama. Hey, we are. <laughs> oh, the man. Guns, Jesus, and 12-year-olds. And Great. <laughs> Run the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was a younger man back then. But yeah. I'm trying to think, we have we we played a bunch. Of, oh, uh, um, the big guy that played with us, um, James. Uh, did I let that guy play? You did. The first. Courtney. The, huh? Are you talking about James Courtney? Yes. And so, <laughs> so. He was at Mobicon. Yeah, he was at Mobicon. I saw him at Mobicon. Uh, so, Jamie, I forgot what he was playing, but he was also one of those players that, we, you know, every gaming group has that player that is just not a role player. He's not, you know. We had about four of them. Because <laughs> Kevin has a kind heart. He'll just let every, because, all right. I'll just, I did own the store. I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to be kind to, to customers. I understand. I understand. Um, and I, I I know in the he was in the first adventure with us, with the the spear, because I remember when we were in the Gungan City, 
he did something stupid and he you are you you arrested him and then tell him what and 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 that's it for you today. <laughs> <laughs> and you were very kind about it. You're like, and, and what happened to me? Well, well, they arrested you. <laughs> And they've taken you to jail. You're off the board, buddy. <laughs> right, you're <laughs> off the board. And so, then you brought him back. You didn't bring him back, but he brought his character back, like, uh, you know, a year or so later, he showed up and he was trying to kill us or something. And I was like, is that, and we were all like, is that James's character? <laughs> didn't he go to the Gungan prison? <laughs> they let him out. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to prison, you come out worse than you went in. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> See, I, I used to do that to AJ in Vampire. I'd be running vampire, and oh, AJ we used would to do, do something AJ stupid. Star Wars. So, so instead of killing or instead of arresting him, I'd just kill him, right? Because <laughs> it's vampire. Well, it's my favorite moment with AJ, <laughs> and AJ's such a nice dude. Oh, we like it. I know. Yeah, yeah. We, like we were it. playing, and in, in he and Travis were in. There's a D and D. One of no, it was Star Wars. It was one of those organized play things that uh, yeah, 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 TSR yeah. used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Travis told him that he sucked. He said, man, you suck. Something he did in the you suck. And he said, I'll show you how bad I can suck. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought we were all going to die. AJ <laughs> <laughs> was the guy, and AJ's that guy who's like, you know, there's, you know, there's all these cool things to be in Star Wars. And he's like, yeah, I'm a tech. I like to build stuff. Yep. <laughs> Every game was like, I'm going to, what's going on? We have at least one tech. Yep. Who's really not good at any kind of tech stuff, but he's like, <laughs> I just, I was, what kind of gear do we got? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I get that a little because, like, I think your game is the only time I haven't played a Jedi or something with force <laughs> yeah, abilities and a lightsaber. Jedi's in, that, so. in that game. Did you? Oh, so it wasn't by my choice. No, got no. it. Okay. <laughs> did, did you play Ross? Our, we have another friend, Ross. Uh, this is just our friends' podcast. You know, yeah. if you don't know these people, just imagine. Um, so Ross ran a game that was, I don't know if you played with us or not in that one, but, um, it, it was an episode, I think it was episode two, we were leading clones. No. And so, and I played, I played a Bith, the only time I ever played a Bith. So, I was a Bith Jedi, so I didn't have any, you know, musical instruments. Boo. I know. (laughs) And, um, but I did launch a side of a building at somebody, like, you know, telekinesis and then launched it. Yeah. I was like, that would be awesome and cinematic. I would love to do that. Uh, we only played a couple of times with that one. We, we never, you know, I've, I've played in a bunch of RPG stuff, but I've never had like, I think your Star Wars campaign was probably one of the longest I've ever done. And it was, I mean, it was running for years. Yeah, we did it for about three years. And it was solid. I mean, yeah. it was solid. Mm-hmm. Some epic stuff happened. Oh, man. <laughs> Skylar died three times. <laughs> He got run over by a speeder. I think he he turns to the dark side and one of you killed him. I oh, he turns to the dark side. Like that's his thing. He wants to turn. Like, yeah. like the whole like he's like I'm just waiting to turn. You just do. It's on his right. face. I'm turning in the dark side as soon as I can. As soon as I can. I might. I, that might have been because I I think I re- I remember killing him. I remember killing Rick, whatever the annoying Jawa Ewok, whoever he was, and then somebody else. Oh he, no, he was um. Because I didn't care. He was, I know a, what Ch- you're talking about. He was a China fan, remember? Because he was yes. he was cave. He was where cave was. Uh, he was a China fan. Yeah. yeah. I just. I was like, he was a China. Because he would talk in that voice. What? <laughs> he was and, if you knew, and if you knew Rick, Rick, Rick was from Chicago, and he would always walk around without clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
This is this is the best legend stuff ever. Mm-hmm. What we made was was great. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm surprised how I didn't, didn't get more dark side points in that game. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh. that game was so big, I had to move from table to table. Right, run yeah. it like. Like Gary Kasparov set up in a mall, just playing twenty-five people in chess. Like, oh, that's right, because you like, section us off so yeah. you guys are over here doing this thing, and right. then you guys are doing over here doing Bishop that. to Queen's Knight four check. You oh. know, just over and over again down the line. <laughs> we had, and oh, but we did so much fun stuff though. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything else the, that day. It was like, well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Especially the Thanksgiving Day, because I mean, you you brought those some, were epic games because right? they they were they were not only that, but, but you know, let's be honest. We're a bunch of, in the grand scheme of things, we're a bunch of outcasts who don't really want to spend time with our family, so we're all going to come here and and, and play this game and for hours. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving I, was our WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed everyone because well, I had, had to do family things. You had a family. You know, you still family. have a family. <laughs> well, <it's true. laughs> so Stupid. Wait, no. I know you haven't played in a long time, but... Um, You've played the new stuff. I'm in a game. I played Saturday. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's... It's a very cool system. It's an interesting system. I don't like the force power, how you have to deal with the force. You can't do things you think you should be able to do. Right. I mean, it's either your only force or your only, like, maybe lightsaber technique, at, at least at the start. I mean, right. you have to buy the stuff to get into a new tree, and then you have to spend more experience to get down to the powers, and you can't just, like, use the force. Right, it's a, it's a there's a lot of building to it. Um, that being said, what I like about it, it's very cinematic. Oh yeah, it's written in a very cinematic very way. Much they so. want you to 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 do those kind of crazy things. Yeah, in fact, we owe Lando a solid, and I'm not exactly thrilled about that <laughs> right now. <laughs> the um, the dice system in this doesn't use numbers. It used weird symbols because mm-hmm. that's fancy flight. Fancy flights are like we don't like numbers. Mm-mm. Everything will have symbols on it. You know why? Just like you, they don't math. They don't math, and so and so. But the problem is, you got to figure out what those, all the symbols mean because some symbols cancel out other symbols. There's literally like four symbols. But. Yeah, but you got. So what I do, I cheat because um, I have an app. You got the app. I got the app, and I'll roll the dice with the app, and it cancels out everything for mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, I got it. I understand it. Because there's a thing with a with a, a triumphant. Right? A triumph. A triumph, and so the the triumphs are. Representative of, like the crazy things and you know in Star Wars like like Luke hitting the grappling hook on the first try and that the, those kind of things that really yeah. shouldn't happen and so you get depending on if you roll those you get to do those moments in in the yeah. in the game which are really fun so you get to describe them yeah I had one and it was not good for me because I'm a I'm a I'm a Jedi that's hiding because this is pre Episode Four right but obviously way post I mean it's like we we just had the battle of Tanab. Cool. Okay, because that's never really been stated. No, and I hope it's so, an Hansel movie. But we had it, and uh, and some people got captured by some slavers, and we're going to Nar, Nalhada, no, Narshad, Narshada, <laughs> wherever it is, the the moon. Both of them had cartons. Right. <laughs> we're going to the moon to uh to rescue these these captured Mon Cal. Well, as we get into the, we well, let's go early. And I'm blaming everybody else but me for wanting to go early. Well, we want to go buy illegal stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, we get out of hyperspace and we see a space battle and a, and a transport gets gets disabled. So I'm like, let's go help the guy. Mm-hmm. 
So we're there's a bunch of weak ways led by a Trandoshan using stun, which in this game, you you can't stop the stun. <laughs> I mean, it's easier to not take Kevin damage. Kevin got excited when he said Trandoshan, so I think they're his yeah. favorite. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so one guy stun, like, and I'm, I'm okay, so I my character is an Ataru technique user, which is like Yoda's and and the, the jumpy and very quick, but if I get hit, it hurts. I would say nerd, but not on this podcast. Right. <laughs> well, it's it's neat. I, mean, I think I've explained this game. There's a different tree for each style. Right. And if you, like, once you take the Otaru, you can start using your dexterity for your physical uh, attacks mm-hmm. instead of strength or brawn. So anyway, I uh, I jump forward. Once they start stunning my droid, I mean, I mean, Bubba, I mean, <laughs> a.k.a. Murderbot. Uh <laughs> That sounds like what Bubba would do. Yeah. <laughs> who's my companion. I mean, he's not my droid, but I call him my droid because it pisses him off. And uh, they start stunning with Ion. And I'm like, no, stop. We're here to help you. You're disabled. And they're like, uh, we're here to get more slaves. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so out comes the lightsaber, which I've not had very long, even though I've been training with a training saber. And uh, I go slash one, and he sort of laughs at me. Like, that didn't really hurt. So I rolled the next, my next time my initiative came around, and I rolled the triumph and, like, six successes. And so the, the way the game works is your weapon has a damage stat. So, for instance, mine is a lightsaber. It's eight. And for every success, adds plus one. Mm. So I did, like, 15 damage with three possible crits. <laughs> and, like, I just rolled amazingly and vaporized the top half of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ross is running the game going... <clears throat> You just got some conflict. Because <laughs> that's how they how they do yeah. on the dark side in here. And I was like, that's fine. And he's like, get another conflict because you were okay with that. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say the second one. You could just like. Right. And and you have like back in, in, in Vampire, you know, you had your nature and your demeanor type. Right. Thing. There's something similar in this. And, and my guy is all about independence. But he feared, like he's his weakness is he feared. He has he has fear as his weakness. He just he can get scared pretty easy, which is not good. Right. But it's a random role, so I'm playing it. <laughs> so I'm getting like I'm not gonna be a slave. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> and then they stunned us and captured us. Because <laughs> Ross was like basically was like you're getting captured. Here's another wave. Here's another wave. Uh, it, I, I I recommend it. I played. Uh, well, Year last year, I guess. I guess it was last year. It's been a while, but the game was was run or played by every people who had 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 worked in the film industry. So it was run by Drew Hall, who's done you know three feature films. Um, we had two actors in it. We had a composer and me, who's you know I've done some stuff, but not. I was I was the low man on the totem pole for all this, but so it was a you know really cinematic fun game. So. Uh, and Drew co-hosts the, the uh, Rebels podcast with us, so you know, so if you've listened, to that, you you know him from that. Mm-hmm. But I have enjoyed this talk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> but before I, we go, I, I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I, I don't, Kevin doesn't pl- play video games, but because um, he doesn't have time, it's not like he hates them. Mm-hmm. He's just like no. he's he's a busy man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So, did you get to see the Battlefront 2 trailer? I've seen, like, the first half of it. I haven't watched it all the way through. So, but, like, the battle droids and some cool stuff. Well, the, no, no, the trailer, the, 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 the battle droids and stuff are in the play-by-play, but the trailer itself. Not the trailer, I saw. Oh. I've waited 30 years for this. 
last orders. Day the real war began. The rebellion cannot be allowed to persist. Special forces. That's the point, Sergeant. Impossible. Commander, what do we do now? We avenge our Emperor. I saw the wrong thing. But, um, so, here's the cool thing about what they're doing with Battlefront 2. So, there's a first-person campaign, mm-hmm. and which is not the, the first Battlefront. It's, and so, in this campaign, though, you play the leader of an Imperial Special Forces group. And it starts out where you're on Endor, and you watch the Death Star 2 blow up. And then it goes for the next 20 years. You're, you've got to, it bridges the gap between... Jedi and, and the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and so um, it follows. I don't know. If, did you guys read Shattered Empire? Not yet. No. So in Shattered Empire, it was supposed to be the the comic series that did some of that. It's like what happened exactly after. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's it's your truce of Makara, but now canon. Um, one of the neatest things that the Emperor did was um, he was filled with contingencies. Just like with Order 66, there's other orders. This is 66, the one we get to know about, and that's the one he used. He had, you know, there's an Order 1 or whatever. Mm. Well, and he made a bunch of these recordings about what to do if I die. And he programmed a bunch of droids. And so they have the bodies of their battle droid bodies um, from your Roger Roger guys. But they have these, they're this kind of glass face. Shield, kind of like Cobra Commander or the guys from um, <laughs> um, the Black Hole. That's what it really reminds me yeah. of. And they're robed like the Royal Guards, and they're sent out. And they have um they have, they have a hypo. So like one's gonna erase his browser history. <laughs> one's gonna make sure that. Order sixty nine. Clear my files. <laughs> Someone must clean you feed my cat. <laughs> when they bury me, play blister in the sun. <laughs> 
that was hard to do since they didn't really bury him. So it was like, oh. <laughs> and poor droid's like, I can't, must compute. <laughs> he becomes an assassin droid because he can't, <laughs> can't fill his mission. But no. Now all um, I hear is like rows upon rows upon rows of stormtroopers acapelling that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be good. <laughs> all monotoned. <laughs> so, um. But, uh, so because they have glass faces, it's because, um, uh, they project a hollow image of his face. And so they've animated that for the game, and it looks amazing. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's it's very cinematic. I'm like, I'm digging this. So um, <laughs> so I pre-ordered this game Sweet. today, and it comes in November 14th. And so now I have between now and no- November 14th to buy a system so I can play it. Right. <laughs> well, I've got it. You can come play this. Yeah. And I, sadly, I will only get to play that game for about a month. And a half. And then... Oh, and then Final Fantasy VII comes out oh, on okay. December 29th. I gotcha. And I'm going to be playing that for however long it takes. And you can listen to that on JD's Final Fantasy podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I, bought, I pre-ordered Battlefront today just to, to... I'm really interested in that story, so I want to play it through and... Um, it looks... Oh, there's a novel for it. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm really... We're going to get it. So. I like the idea of telling the, a Star Wars story from a villain's perspective. So let's, you know, the character, she's... I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where she's like, you know, she's going to you know, defect and become a rebel and see the light. I think, she, you know, she's devout. Right. Her father's an admiral and... I mean... She loved the Emperor and she's trying to kill Luke. And I'm like, I watch this. Yeah. That's Mara Jade, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that who you just described? Well, well, you know, I don't know if Mara's dad was an admiral. <laughs> so New canon. Well, you know, and, I mean, now, now and, Thrawn and, was in the Empire before, you know, before, before Endor. It was cool. Yeah. So that's all changed. He's so good in Rebels, too. Oh, so good. Um, and that's Ooh, and he's coming to Galaxy Heroes. Oh. I... I, I, I I can't believe in this whole conversation, though. Out of everything we've talked about, this is the first time we can mention Mara Jade. Yeah, and uh, I was trying to get in the list of things that Zahn created. You know, Talon Carr and Mara and uh, what were the uh, Force immune lizards? Yisilamari. Yisilamari, yes. Which did not make it And the Bronskir. Yeah. The, they the did. dogs that yeah. would hunt them. That's right. They didn't make it into canon because uh, there was the disgust. Because the cool thing about having Thrawn and Rebels was that that Filoni and, and the crew had Timothy Zahn go over and they talked about it. They flew into California and they helped map out what they wanted to do. They wanted So it was really cool. They didn't have to get with a creator and say, this is what we're thinking, what you're thinking. And so Lucas nixed the whole idea of those creatures because in his mind, they couldn't cancel out the Force if they were living beings. And so living beings generate the Force, you couldn't cancel out. And so he just, like, he couldn't justify it. So they're like, fine, it's out. <laughs> He's like, I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that situation. I mean, he's been pretty good about everything else. But, but. they did have the, the nod to him in that episode. Oh, yeah, there's an episode, there's an episode where you see, see him. Because Strong's obsessive. He's obsessive about art, and the, which is really interesting. And and there's a, there's a painting, a mural on his wall in his office, and they've got him. Oh, I thought they were actually live behind his desk. Mm-mm. Like on the... They are murals. They are murals. Yeah. And so they're, when you first see Thrawn, they're, they're over his shoulder yeah. in the back. So it's very cool. Well, guys, I think we've had a very successful and interesting podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed the first half. So, Kevin, 
tell the folks at home where they can find you and Inverse Press. Uh, you can find our comics at inversepress.com and interact with us uh, on Facebook as Inverse Press or Square Circle Comics on Twitter at Inverse Press. Very cool. It's awesome. good stuff. You definitely check out Inverse yeah, Press. They're really good. Really, really like their stuff. So it's fun. Thanks for coming and hanging. Sure, man. He's our he's our first guest. <gasps> Aww. He's our first guest, and it, like I said, it was, it was fun to talk memory lane and kind of dig into some of the, the stuff that doesn't really get talked about, especially nowadays because everything's all. So canon heavy, and I'm a canon guy, so I'm okay with that. But it's like every now and then it's fun to talk about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Scotty White, and you can follow everything else of me at ScottyWhite.com. And I'm at, at at see I never remember this at JD underscore Vertries. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Don't forget at PezzyFed for the podcast. Oh, yeah, at PezzyFed. That's why I'd have you say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'd just like, oh, I had my line. <laughs> Which I still need a line call to get my line. Right, right. Well, it's What's my Twitter handle? <laughs> uh, Nobody follows me, so I don't get on there. That's sad. So I don't know. Go you, follow, you follow me. Go follow JD. <laughs> I don't have anything interesting to say. You never, you you do. You say stuff all the time in the podcast. <laughs> I find it interesting. I get it out here, and then there's I got you. I got you. Um, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours, and may the force be with you. I knew you were going to say that every time. Every time. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.